You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Now today, we'll finish out the week looking at the second half of this detox conversation David has with God in Psalm 139, where we get some characteristics about God that we can focus on and be comforted by. Yesterday, we acknowledged God's omniscience and omnipresence. Now we see God's power in creation and his rule over it. This is his omnipotence, that God is almighty. Verse 13, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. If I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. I love this picture of God that we get to know. He is almighty. He is also respectful, tender, and compassionate. And God's character goes into the creation of every person. When you feel worthless or even begin to hate yourself, remember that God's Spirit is ready and willing to work within you. We should have as much respect for ourselves as our Maker has for us. He indeed is our Maker and our Creator. Scripture says He made the heavens and the earth by His great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for Him. Jesus said, What is impossible with man is possible with God. And creation is a witness of God's power. Did you know the sun produces more energy in one second than has been used in the history of the world? They say the sun at its current rate could burn for another 30 billion years that's a lot of power, but it's not as great as the power of the Creator who made the sun, because something that powerful doesn't just show up out of thin air. The Bible says the heavens proclaim the glory of God, the skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak, night after night they make Him known. 
Every moment, creation is a witness to the fact that God is powerful. And depending upon your relationship with Jesus Christ, the fact that God does what he wants and is powerful is either comforting or disturbing. If you know God, if you know Jesus, this is very comforting because you know his character. The Bible says that the universe was created at God's command. Then we see Jesus' life displaying the power of God. He had power over nature. He calmed the storm. He spoke to a tree and it withered. He spoke and the wind and the waves became quiet. Another time he turned water into wine. He had power over nature. He had power over illness and death. Illnesses no one knew what to do with. He could do something. He healed the blind, the sick, the lame, the diseased. He raised people from the dead, even himself. Jesus raised Jesus from the dead. Who else can do that? He had power over the devil. You read through the Gospels and Jesus continually had unmistakable power over his enemy. He would command and displace demons. They were utterly afraid of him. Even starving in the desert at his weaker moments, he would use God's word and Satan was powerless. God's power is awesome. God is awesome. And in the midst of all that power, with all that power, he creates you and sustains you. He ordains your days. In the midst of a detox, as we are examining our thoughts, our words, our doubts, it can get kind of bleak to take a hard look at our sin nature. But God's thoughts toward us are precious and we could never count them. How great to know that as we awake today, God is still with us. David goes on, verse 19, If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who who are in rebellion against you. I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Before we read the last two verses, David's hatred for his enemies came from his zeal for God. David regarded his enemies as God's enemies. So his hatred was a desire for God's righteous justice and not for personal vengeance. Is it okay to be angry at people who hate God? Yes, I don't know how you could not. But we must remember that it is God who will deal with them, not us. If we truly love God, then we will pray that God's enemies will turn to him before he judges them. I'm not going to do a whole message on that now, but since the passage we are in brings up the wicked, I don't want to skip over it. So I've included in the podcast description three ways to pray for our enemies. Number one, pray for their conversion. Number two, pray the evil they do may be restrained. And number three, pray that they will receive divine justice. But notice this with me. In these last two verses, his prayer against the wicked leads him also to reflect on himself. He does not presume he is righteous. This prayer has been repeated by believers for centuries. If we ask the Lord to search our heart and our thoughts and reveal our sin, 
we will be continuing on the path of everlasting life. This is what it says. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. As hard as life is, he wants to ensure his own growth in wisdom so that he does not come under God's judgment of the wicked. The path of wisdom leads to everlasting life. And how good is that for our spirit? Our prayer emphasis today is our place of influence. Matthew 5, 13 through 14 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. So let's pray for our homes, our workplaces, and schools. Let's ask God to show us how we can better serve these places and people and how we can make a difference. Thank you.